COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Here joining you from Leva, Massachusetts, heartland of America. You can find me anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, on Getter at IC Sativa Pod, and on the Twitters at IC Sativa Pod. All right, let's get to it. Um, so I've been talking to a lot of my sources um, through various channels and stuff because um, I, I try to keep a variety of sources. I don't, I don't want to report cannabis news to you, and I'm just like, I'm just getting it from one source. I'm just, or I'm not getting it from people that actually live there, or I'm not trying to research it. 
from people that live there, people that, that, that actually know more than I do. I tried to get you guys the most relevant and the most pertinent and pertinent material that's going to, that, that I believe that you guys need to know about what's going on and, and how that, excuse me, how that pertains to getting cannabis for average strains and average shows. Cause that's, again, we tried to be, um, we tried to have as much mission discipline as possible and stick to, to what, what we're really about in terms of, the content we we in episodes we produce, getting you affordable and safe access to, to medicine. That's that's the whole point. Why do this if we're not going to do that? And in Missouri, um, they are going to be voting on adult use. And the silver lining with their initiative is that it's going to have homebrew. And Missouri is a pretty sort of rural sort of state and there's a lot a lot of farmers a lot of growers um it's again we we have home grow here in massachusetts and you know i think since the pandemic you've had a lot more people exercise that right but you know it, it gets cold in, in massachusetts and you know i i i you know i hang out and i have friends that grow their own and i've had some of their home grows they can't do they can't do as many seasons out, outdoors as you can do in somewhere like, like California or even somewhere like, like uh, parts of the Midwest. Um, our soil just isn't as good. I mean, we can grow our own and, you, and plenty of people grow outdoors, but it's, we can't do it to the extent that, that, that y'all can do it or the extent that people in, in Oregon, Washington or California can do or Arizona, like we just, we don't have the weather for it, but people do try and people do grow quite a bit when they can. So, um, so yeah, my sources are telling me that this Missouri initiative, although there is home grow and although there's going to be retail sales of cannabis, obviously, it's not going to favor the grassroots. It's not going to favor small growers, um, craft cannabis, or you and me, you know, being sick of the rat race and deciding we want to start our own small cannabis business or we want to start our own sort of cannabis bakery or edible business. Like this measure is not going to favor that. It's going to be more favorable, according to my sources, to this big marijuana, to to your cure leaves, your uh, true leaves, uh, rise, all these, all these people that are just growing for profit. As we did a story about about the, the truly folks, um, again, I mean, they're mostly just big marijuana in a nutshell, but um, in, in Massachusetts, they are, to their credit, though I, I don't know if this is really a good, this is really the best thing, but they are providing uh, clones to people to grow their own, and, and I think in, in the truly store in Western Mass. But again, I'm not going to call them saints for doing it. But if you're the type of person that's like, oh, I don't allegedly want to, I don't allegedly want to go through other channels to get it. I want to be able to just go to the store, pick up my clone, and then just grow it in my private residence. If that's what you want, they do provide that. But let's let's get to the story. So we're going to do something different. I printed this out ahead of time at at home, and um, I got a little bit of time at work, or in one of my alleged. Uh, office buildings at work, work, one of the empty ones. So we're gonna we're gonna cover this. 
So this is from stlouistoday.com. Push for illegal marijuana in Missouri raises questions about future market prices. Jefferson City, and this was written by Robert Cohen of the Post-Dispatch. With Missouri voters weighing legalization of recreational marijuana this fall, critics are raising questions about how the market will be structured and the likely dollars and cents impact on, on customers. Yes, that's, that's what we care about here. Average streams and average shows. The petition has faced blowback from some who say that the legal Missouri campaign primarily funded by current medical marijuana companies. See, there's the cap. There's this. It's going to favor the MSOs angle that, 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 that me and some, that me and some other, you know, cannabis uh, advocates have been talking about in private. Like, excuse me, this is not, if the, your MSOs are funding it, they're going to squeeze out you and me trying to start a business or you and me, you know, growing some weed in our, in, in, in our big sort of house with, with a good amount of land and, and, and growing some craft strains and, and, and selling it to a dispenser or opening our own. They're going to make it dang near impossible for us to, to, to do that and for us to have entry points into this market. They're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure that it is difficult for us to do that. Um, if your current medical marijuana are mar marijuana companies are funding it, they're going to, whoever funds some funding and and pay and 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 paying things and, and throwing your money around gives you control. And that is what they're gonna have if if, if they're funding this adult use measure. But uh, let's continue let's continue. Primarily funded by current medical marijuana companies gifts control of the fully legal market to that same group of entrepreneurs. Oh man, we gotta we gotta be on the lookout, people. One Missouri industry insider predicted in June that changes to the market post-legalization would likely anger medical marijuana patients who could face higher prices. Yes, this is, this is what happened here in Massachusetts. Um, our medical prices when the adult use stores came, came, were, were live, they didn't go down. They, it, it, it seemed like they went up for a bit. And the worst part about it was our supply went down. Like when, like in some some of the stores in Massachusetts, like your medicals, depending on like the municipality or, or the the town or township or whatever, like some like a a store that serves medical patients, if that municipality voted yes for adult use or approved adult use, they can that that medical store can convert to both a medical and adult use store. And the one that I that, that was local to me that I would drive to, that I'd drive like 20 or so minutes to, like I had a I had a strain that I really, really liked. And um, I think it was like animal mints or whatever. And sometimes the dispensary would have it on sale. And I, I was able to, you know, get a, was able to get an eighth for like maybe forty dollars. And that was when that was when they were still charging us fifty an eighth for medical. Um, I mean, the prices have gone a bit better, but there's still we're still being price gouged, both recreational and, and medical mess. But the, the, not only did I not see that strain anymore, but a lot of the strains, the so a lot of the other strains I would get from that dispensary, 
we're sold over or we're carried over to the adult use side. So I have to go to the adult use line and then have to go pay a 20% tax on it, even though I was a patient. So again, if you are a medical patient at this juncture in Missouri and you have your favorite strains that you're accustomed to getting, I would start, I would take up some extra hours at work and I would stock up on these ones. Um, I really would because when, 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 when adult use gets blown open, whenever this gets implemented in the state, your supply is going to go down because mine's did when, when the co-located stores started taking adult use customers, my, my supply went down. I had to go to different places and I had to try different strains than, than, than what was medically working for me because of, of, of the rush of adult use customers. And, um, also, what ended up happening is that medical, even our, our, our highly underdeveloped medical marijuana program in, in Massachusetts, like that pretty much stagnated. You, you know, you it became easier for marijuana entrepreneurs to just be like, hey, let's just open a open only an adult use store in this area. So you stopped. So medical stopped really developing. So all, all the eggs are putting getting put in, into adult use and the medical patients that needed it, um, they got put to the side and I hope that does not happen in Missouri, but let's continue. What's gonna happen, excuse me, so quote, what's gonna happen is that the patients are all going to be really pissed because all of a sudden the prices are gonna go up once supply and demand catches up, yes, said John Mueller, co-founder of Greenlight, which operates 15 dispensaries in Missouri. Quote, that's basically how it will probably transpire, end quote. Mueller said, or Mueller made the statement while members of the Missouri Medical Cannabis Trade Association met in Kansas City to discuss strategy. The post-dispatch obtained recordings from the event, lifting a curtain on the behind-the-scenes talks that de detailed the legal Missouri campaign's thinking moving into the November 8th general election season. The campaign faces resistance on two fronts from traditional opponents of marijuana legalization and from supporters of legalization who dislike elements of the legal Missouri 2022 plan. All right, next page. News that medical marijuana patients might face higher prices at Missouri dispensaries could frustrate efforts to capture the support of roughly 200,000 active Missouri medical marijuana card holders, a block that could prove pivotal to Amendment 3 success. So, yeah, I mean, we have to, so the, the, uh, the medical patients have to be wooed into voting for this. And if their supply is going to go down and their price is going to go up, you can't blame them for, for believing that they're going to get screwed over and, and be against this. You know, if they don't, if, if the people there on the ground don't feel that it's going to benefit average days and average Joes, they have the right to vote it down. They do. Mueller, in an interview to Thursday with the Post-Dispatch, backed off his prediction. I don't think that's the case anymore, he said. Mueller said he initially believed prices would temporarily increase in the months following legalization, but he said now, now he now thought the state had enough growing capacity and supply to meet the higher demand. John Payne, 
campaign manager for Legal Missouri. Again, we've we've interviewed him before. Um, friend of the show. Um, check out check out our interview of him from I want to say 2019 or so. Yeah, so yeah, 2019 or early 2019. Check out our interview from him. It's talked up a lot of good stuff. All right. So John Payne, campaign manager for Legal Missouri, said he disagreed with Mueller's prediction from June. Quote, I don't think Mueller is correct here, he said in an email. Prices have fallen tremendously since the first dispensaries opened in 2020, and there are new cultivators coming online with regularity. There will be no doubt, there will no doubt be a lot more demand once adult use sales start, but there's a capacity in the system to supply it. Payne said, any demand shock will be short-lived, and I would bet that by the end of the first year of adult use sales, prices will be below where they are now, end quote. The 39-page proposed constitutional amendment, which will appear on the, which will appear as Amendment 3 on the November 8th ballot, contains benefits for medical marijuana patients. Under Amendment 3, patients would only need to renew their cars once every three years, I wonder why Massachusetts doesn't have that. Why do you have to re renew every darn year? Like even red states are beating us on this. It's ridiculous. But I I'm digressing. Under Amendment 3, patients would only need to renew their cards every three years. Currently, cards must be renewed every year. Nurse practitioners would be allowed to register patients with the goal of lowering the cost of registrations, Payne said. Patients would also be allowed six ounces of cannabis per month, up from the current four ounce limit. In addition to regular sales taxes, medical marijuana patients only pay a 4% cannabis tax. Again, we shouldn't be taxing medicine, but I'm digressing. Under the current ballot question, in addition to regular sales taxes, adult use customers would pay a 6% cannabis tax. Localities will be able to level or levy an additional 3% on recreational sales. Payne said there's nothing in Amendment 3 requiring lower price tiers for medical marijuana patients, though he said dispensaries could offer perks to cardo holders. Quote, I certainly know a lot of dispensaries plan on doing these things, Payne said, because the medical patients are probably going to continue to be the best customers. But will they? I mean, will they just do what a lot of other states said that go both adult use and medical or, or have co-located locations? Are they just going to focus on the adult use patients? Again, we can get a 20% tax out of these folks. We can get idiots that don't really know their stuff about, about cannabis that, you know, they just, that haven't done it since the 90s. They're like, oh man, now that it's legal in my state, I want to go get, I want to go get me some, some cannabis or whatever. Like they, they don't have dealers. So, you know, so they're having to go to these stores or they're trying to get an edible for, you know, for a fun long weekend or whatever, you know, your, your medical cannabis crowd and your adult use crowd. I mean, there is a lot of overlap. There's a lot of people that have just as much medical issues as, as you and me that, that, that use the plant. But, you know, they don't want to be on a government list, which I don't really blame people. And they don't they, they don't want to give up their Second Amendment rights and they want to preserve their privacy. So there is overlap, but you do have a lot of casual users in the recreational market, which I'm, I'm, I'm guessing these 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 
places that want to go adult use they they want to get some of that those customers but let's let's keep going a study released in 2021 from the Cato Institute suggests that plunging prices or sharp increases wouldn't be in store for Missouri post-legalization. The study found that in Washington and Colorado, prices fell after voters legalized marijuana, but have since stabilized. Excuse me. Excuse me. With an ounce of high-quality flour in Washington selling for about 230 compared to 240 in Colorado. Prices in Oregon increased before the price per ounce steadied at around 210. Researchers said California prices have kept rising and are higher than in Washington. Yes, because California overtaxed the, the ever-living crap out of it. Um, they, did not, they did not write the, the loss favorably, but uh, let's, let's continue. The researchers also noticed a growing price gap between higher and lower grades of marijuana. In Illinois, customers experience product shortages. Again, that's why I tell you guys to stock up. When legal sales first began in 2020, Missouri has issued, has issued roughly three times as many cultivation licenses as Illinois permitted in 2020. Quote, you fix it by issuing additional licenses. Bo Whitney, senior economist for the cannabis industry research firm New Front Data, told the Chicago Tribune in 2020. Until then, he said, look for, dis for continued constraints on supply higher than, higher than market prices and, and a robust illicit market. Objections and a lawsuit. Save rep, save rep Ashley Bland Manlove, a Kansas City Democrat and chair of the Legislative Black Caucus on Tuesday announced the creation of Impactful Canada Reform Coalition, which will work to convince voters to vote no on Amendment 3. The capitalism monster loves to exploit you, and that is what's happening with this petition, Bland Manlove said in a statement. Governor Mike Parson, a Republican on KMOX, 11.20 a.m., August 25th, portrayed Amendment 3 as a win for corporations over everyday people. I am sure everyone understands that they're going to be doing more for the corporations behind marijuana and for the business side of it than you would ever for yourself, he said. Wow. Again, I keep telling you guys that overall, and again, I mean, it's like people say, it's like people a lot smarter than me say. I'm going to do it so you can see my face a bit better. Dark. All right, that's better somewhat. I don't know. But smart does not mean good. All right. Like, the GOP is a lot smarter. And I'm, and I'm surprised that um, this Republican governor's very strategic response. But then again, I shouldn't. You know, you thought he was going to be like, oh, well, can cannabis is going to, it's going to make everyone lazy. Or, oh, it's going to. You know, it's it's it, we're gonna, it, the smell is terrible, like DeSantis or whatever would say. But no, he's given an actual like even if this is in bad faith to seem like he's more populist, this is not a dumb answer. He's like, oh well, it, it makes it seem like he's just say like he's just saying, oh, I don't have a problem with you guys voting yes, but I, this, this is this is a big marijuana. This has big marijuana written all over it. But again, the Republicans have always been way more strategic than the Dems have ever been. 
So surprised by the response, though, but it's it's still reaper madness. Legal Missouri also faces another obstacle before appearing on the ballot. A lawsuit by Jefferson City resident Joyce Sweeney, the deputy director of training, technical assistance, and community outreach for Community Anti-Drug Coalitions of America. Stop the cap, these, these dinosaurs. In a, in a lawsuit filed to knock legal Missouri off the ballot, attorneys argue that the campaign didn't actually con collect enough signatures and that the wording of the measure runs afoul of the Missouri Constitution. Cole County Circuit Judge Cotton Walker must decide by September 13th, so that's, yeah, that's the next week, whether the amendment will qualify, and we hope it does. Fall campaign plans. If voters approve Amendment 3, the State Department of Health and Senior Services would allow medical marijuana companies to apply for recreational license on December 8th. The state would have to act within 60 days. This means that medical marijuana dispensaries could get the green light to open their doors for people 21 and older in early February. Quote, February 7th, that's the date everyone needs to know, Mueller said in June, told, told he, the audience of industry insiders referring to when the DHSS would be required to convert medical licenses to adult use. He said dispensaries would lower prices at the end of the year before stockpiling to prepare for full legalization. Quote, we are all going to collectively race to the bottom here at the end of the year, Mueller said. And then we're going to start stockpiling in January to get ready for February. He then made the statement that patients would be really pissed due to high prices once supply and demand catches up. Mueller also made a fundraising pitch to those who gathered, you know, 25000 per license is probably what you should be thinking about budgeting as we're going into this. Jack Cardetti, a marijuana industry investor whose tight line public affairs works for Legal Missouri campaign, told the group in, in June that after the campaign made the ballot, it would ramp up work to nail down endorsements and likely hire a spokesman. He also said the campaign could conduct a poll after Labor Day, which would help determine how much to spend on advertising. Quote, we are building a base budget right now, but we know that if this gets close and the numbers tighten at all, we're going to have to go all out and persuade Missourians, Cardetti said. If you don't see us out there in the press a lot over the next, you know, 30 to 60 days, that is intentional. They don't want it in their face every single day, Cardetti said of voters. That's really the game plan over the summer here. We are going to get prepared. We're going to get ready. We're going to raise money and we're going to get organized. And then we'll be prepared to run a big sort of media campaign in the fall with hopes that we don't actually have to do that." End quote. All right, so we're done. End of article. So we're hoping that that um, that enough people grow their own in Missouri. That when when this goes into effect and people can legally grow their own, if enough people are growing their own, and we're seeing prices go through the roof, people are just gonna go to their friend. People are just gonna grow or go to their gardens. And if you have enough people doing that. 
then even if, it, if this is written towards the MSOs, people can just vote with their feet or, or grow their own or allegedly get from, from, from their street pharmacists. The fact that people can grow their own is going to provide quite a bit of leverage. And I hope many people do overgrow and share, but not for me. As always, I can be found anywhere you find these podcasts. It is iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore I am Canvas Sativa, on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod, and on Getter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.